Vintage Broadcasting, an old-time production created and produced by your Master of Ceremonies, Frank Goss. Stay tuned to hear various updates from around the world and here in the United States. We will be considering a variety of topics from history, sports, religion, and American politics. The conversations will be free-flowing and filled with Christian conservative views relating to all topics discussed. If you wish to participate, feel free to comment in the broadcast subject line and voice your opinion. Please keep your language controlled and civil as foul language will not be tolerated in any instance, but instead will be deleted immediately. We will not shy away from difficult topics and do not adhere to the socialist communist agenda in any way. We are Americans from the good old days. When men were men and ladies were respected, God was feared and children obeyed. We still believe in truth, justice, and the American way. Again, if you have a topic that you wish to discuss, let us know and we will do our best to address those issues. Thank you, and we appreciate your participation in this broadcast. Episode 18, Saul Alinsky. At Vintage Broadcasting, we have come across many different names that have been involved in the formation of thought in the United States over the years. Several of these men and their ideologies have cropped up in our study and research, and we are discovering that the evil of man has been very prevalent. And these men that we've been mentioning, Alinsky, Marx, Ramsey, Marcusa, John Dewey, these are incredibly evil men who have influenced our nation in dramatic ways. These are people we need to consider when we begin to wonder what has happened in America. And so, as we look into these things, it should give us an understanding. And in understanding, we become men who recognize what's going on. And we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Saul Alinsky was one of the most influential radicals of the 60s. In the 1930s, he used to frequent a rifle range with another man named Leon Dupre, a prominent communist in Chicago who served as a mentor for Barack Obama. They would train together because they knew the true revolution was just around the corner. When that did not occur, Alinsky made a call for a community organizing group that could agitate the south side of Chicago communities. He let them know that they would be called agitators because that is precisely what they were to do. He wanted the haves and the have-nots to fight each other in order to create a great cultural divide. The tactics used by Alinsky were the same tactics Adolf Hitler used in Germany in the late 30s. Pit the rich against the poor, the blacks against the whites, the young against the old, the common man against the corporate monsters. You had to form society into blocks and then destroy one block at a time. The goal is division and complete control. You create a cultural divide and exhaust the general public. Focus on one thing, freeze it, and continually fight that one thing until it's gone. Alinsky saw that in order to win, he would have to divide the city into groups. The essentials would be over here, the non-essentials over there. The elite up here and the middle down here. Then the poor. By isolating people into subgroups, he could agitate one group against the other, and eventually the loudest and most persistent and most determined would win. One thing the Marxists do have is a united front. They stick together. Socialism is a growing religion, and it goes by a new title called Progressive. It promises a utopian tomorrow, 
Nobody seems to notice that this promised tomorrow never has come. Not in Russia, Venezuela, Argentina, Nicaragua, or anywhere it has gained a foothold. Marxist socialism always brings bondage to the masses and strength to the state. This is what Olinsky wanted. He was a radical with a vision, and he was a driven man. His influence was powerful, leading him into the highest echelons of power. He was using prejudice and hate to gain ground. Somebody always has something to gain, and he always promises his followers of a better tomorrow. The truth is that only those in power benefit. The method is standard fare if you noticed over the years. The Marxist Democrats would create conflict and chaos. Then they would step in and calm the situation down, showing their keen ability to manage situations. Once this chaos envelops a people, they will give over almost anything in order to settle chaos. They'll submit to authoritarian power if this brings peace. Witness the past five years in the United States. For five years, all we heard was the constant complaining and fighting, the resistance towards Donald J. Trump. All sorts of accusations and turmoil constantly on television, every news channel, in every paper, flooding the internet, daily, incessantly. They did not hate the man so much as they hated what he stood for. They hate the idea of America. They hate the concept of American exceptionalism. They hate any notion of nationalist zeal with people. Trump knew what they were doing. He knew what they desired, and he opposed them every step of the way. He was not afraid to fight, but others were and are. The argument was too loud and lasted too long. Fatigue was setting in. People were willing to surrender to find peace. But there stood in the background a giant, and come November 3rd, 2020, the giant showed his face. The people showed they loved President Trump and they rejected socialism, but the moral strength was not there. The Marxists stepped in and literally stole the election right in front of the American people. It was a well-planned, organized coup. The principles found in the rules for radicals worked. Obama had studied his book and he had taught Olinsky's principles for four years in a workshop in Chicago. He was well-versed in its teaching and convinced of its power. His eight years in office of presidency were to bring forth the fruit he had worked so hard to see. Finally, now his efforts are bearing fruit. With Biden being the willing puppet, they've regained the White House and are presently placing their people in seats of power. Already, they're moving quickly to silence all dissent and doubters. One should note that in the front of Olinsky's book, Rules for Radicals, he openly and boastfully dedicates his work to Lucifer and cites him as the original radical who gained his own kingdom. I must add a note as well, which he neglects. Jesus Christ exceeds Lucifer in power and authority. Lucifer is a created being and therefore has to submit to his creator. Christ has said openly, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Alinsky failed to mention that, but as Christians, we should know that. Pay close attention to what you're hearing and reading here. I'm trying to communicate specific facts here that will help you understand what is happening at this present time in our nation. I cannot tell if you are understanding or fully comprehending what you're hearing. I cannot see if you're getting it. I can only pray that you are. In a nutshell, Marxist socialists have gained control of our government. They have full control of Congress and the White House. They control the media, our universities, such as Harvard, Princeton, and such. They have teachers in our high school and elementary schools and community colleges. They influence nearly every aspect of our society. 
Our leaders, past and present, are Marxist by choice. By principle, they hate the American culture. Saul Alinsky strikes a nerve with me personally because he deeply influenced my generation. Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State and First Lady to President Bill Clinton. She was a deep admirer of Alinsky, so much so that she wrote her 92-page bachelor's thesis on him. It was entitled, There is Only One Fight, an analysis of the Alinsky model. After completing her law school degree, she wrote to Mr. Alinsky saying that she had somehow managed to graduate with her belief in and zest for organizing still intact. Alinsky insisted on fanning the flames of latent hostilities, hostilities that were found among the low-income inner-city residents. He desired to search out controversy and issues rather than avoid them. It was his opinion that the most effective activists were those who worked with the established system, not against it to stir revolutionary pots of change through fear. Alinsky taught any revolutionary change must be preceded by a passive affirmation, non-challenging attitude towards change among the mass of people. They must feel frustrated, defeated, lost, futureless in the prevailing system, so much so that they are willing to let go of the past for a chance at a new future. Enter the Russia accusation against Donald Trump. Enter the China virus, COVID-19. Enter the initial impeachment. Enter, enter the Russia challenge. Donald Trump being accused of being a Russian agent. Enter the initial impeachment. Enter COVID-19. Enter a pandemic and a collapsing economy. Enter a lockdown, shutting down businesses with no real cause. Enter the second impeachment. To put it all in perspective, America was in a full panic mode. Chaos, fear. Constant fighting between two sides. Years of emotional turmoil created by who? By the conservatives? No. These were the principles of Saul Alinsky being enacted. They were being practiced routinely and mastered. Whoever had taught the American public to act in such a way had to understand Alinsky's principles and practices. There was only one man who truly understood him and who had all the contacts and understood how power works. His name was Barack Obama created by the Marxist Democrats. I was listening to a gentleman give his explanation as to why he disagreed with all the findings regarding COVID-19 science. He stated that whenever science was being used as an explanation by the government, that the government had a vested interest in the science and would breach, follow the science. However, the science they held to is always politically motivated. It's politically manipulated. Also, how can you trust the science that cannot tell you the difference between a boy and a girl? How can you trust the science that agrees to murder a young baby right after birth? How can you place your confidence in such a science that would deny the scriptures and violate God's design? You're now faced with a dilemma. Hold to God's word or hold to the science. As a Christian, we will honor God before we will follow and adhere to any pseudoscience. Alinsky was familiar with a man named Niccolo Machiavelli, a man who meticulously developed a reputation for deviousness. It was Machiavelli who developed a political philosophy that one may resort to any means in order to establish and preserve total authority. His work has long been established as the handbook for Marxist socialist politicians on the use of ruthlessness, truthlessness, cunning, and self-serving goals. He endorsed the concept of rule by deceit and fear. He wrote, since love and fear can hardly exist together, if we must choose between them, it is far safer to be feared than loved. Alinsky adopted these principles. Politics, he said, have no relation to morals. 
that he devoured the writings of unprincipled men in his quest for power. He boasted that he himself could organize hell. It was an idea expressed that anyone who leads those who have been accustomed to freedom must destroy the freedoms they have known. If not, they should expect to be destroyed by them. For such a people, the free and the brave will always justify rebellion in the name of liberty and freedom and all that comes with it. When you find individuals who hold to these ideas, recognize that you are in the presence of evil. The desires of unprincipled people. Don't panic and don't be afraid. Back out quietly and do not be impressed. These people will use another man's honesty and integrity to degrade him. They will bind him by his own rules and beat on him with these. They embrace wickedness and find it to be a virtue to be unprincipled. They have no shame. They stand with Lamech of old, boasting in their arrogance and evil. Do not walk with them. Do not stop and reason with them or sit in discussion with them. If we are Christians, we stand with one, our leader, Christ alone. And we live by different rules and regulations. The rules that Saul Alinsky taught people like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton were rules that were employed in the streets of Chicago all the way through to their times in the White House. Obama made sure he surrounded himself with like-minded people. Hence, his hearty endorsement of Hillary Clinton and the joyful embrace of Joe Biden. Few men can lead and surrender themselves to unprincipled ideas of either the right or the left. It doesn't matter. Most cannot lead without the use of force or coercion. Few people dare to force others to continually fulfill their own personal desires, either for good or evil. Few men can do this. Alinsky taught others how to do it. He taught others how to be evil and influence others towards evil. Under no circumstances did Vintage Broadcasting recommend Alinsky to anybody. However, to ignore him would be a foolish thing to do. His expressed principles are those that presently are guiding our nation. His desires, which are formed and developed from the ideas of Niccolo Machiavelli, Antonio Gramsci, Herbert Marcuse, and Karl Marx, are the animating concepts that are controlling American society. To think otherwise is to declare either that you are willfully ignorant or simply uninterested in who leads you and how they lead. You're just wanting a meal on your table and a roof over your head. If you are willing to knowingly place your confidence in evil, corrupt men, do not be upset when their evil and corruption comes for you. Evil men do not intend good things for you. They manage to lead by force, deception, and outlandish lies. They work through their acolytes who willingly and devotedly light the altar candles of their mentors. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Marxist socialist in the United States. They're evil in both desire and action. How would you show your confidence in such an individual? You drop the vote into the ballot box. Lenin enjoyed those who knew little and understood less. The, the passive masses who only cared for food on their tables and the roofs over their head were the people he aimed at. These, he proclaimed, were useful idiots. Where do you fit into the scheme of things today? We're seeing that these ideas have been formed not just for years, but for decades, even centuries. These ideas and the ideas that occupy our schools, businesses, churches, and government are real ideas. And ideas have consequences. These men and their ideas are controlling the minds of our youth. They're controlling our media and they're suppressing our voices, manipulating the facts and the information that we hear. Where do you stand? What do you stand for? Do you just want peace at all costs? Or is principle important? Listen, people rely on your ignorance. They feed on your willing lack of knowledge. They hope in your laziness. They pray that you remain passive and indifferent. For a good man, few will stand, and they know this. 
We're looking around us today in 2021 and realizing that we are surrounded and all of our institutions have capitulated. Few are willing to stand and few know where to stand or why. All that has been done has been accomplished in plain sight as we slept. The question now is, when do we wake up? And when we do, will it be too late? Scripture tells us this, incline your ear. Listen so that your soul may live. Call upon the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion and to our God for he will freely pardon. Thank you for listening to Vintage Broadcasting Series Number 1, The Great Reset. We hope this helps you stay informed and up to date with the understanding of why our nation is in decline and how this is being accomplished. The ultimate goal is to introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ and to explain how he has made a way for us to be freed from sin and its consequences and to give to us eternal life. We do appreciate your participation and you are invited to continue with us as we consider these things. Thank you very much.